find an informative podcast all about training working dogs? Look no further than the LWDG Pod Dog. This weekly show is hosted by me, Joe Parrott, founder of the Ladies Working Dog Group. And I chat to experienced trainers and experts in the field who will give you helpful tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or you've been working with dogs for years, this podcast will have something for you. So pull up a chair, pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to LWDG Pod Dog. Let us help you build a better bond with your best friend. Hello and welcome to another episode of LWDG Pod Dog. This week we're going to be talking about the menopause and dog training. We're going to be talking about how to concentrate when you're going through changes. Helping me to discuss this topic this evening is a new face to the LWDG. On the line with me is Mandy Everson, an expert in this field without doubt. Mandy, how are you? I'm really well, thanks Joe. How are you? I'm awesomely fab. I wanted to get you to come and do this um, podcast with me because we've been friends for a long time. And many years ago, when you started going through the menopause and you were talking about it, I was a little bit younger then and I was a little bit like, I don't really know about all this stuff. I'm really not. No, I wasn't interested. It just wasn't the same point in my life. Um, And as the years are going on and I am going into the perimenopause, which I didn't even know was a thing, I find myself facing some of the stuff that I can remember you discussing, but also finding it affecting how I work with my dogs. So before we uh, go into all this, you're not a dog training expert, are you, Mandy? I am not, although I do have two dogs of my own and um, I fear that they are well behaved. Mandy, tell us a little bit more about um, your background and your journey with regards to the menopause. Uh, Well, I don't know for everybody else, well, I'm sure for everybody else, when we're growing up, we've been told about pampers and puberty, periods, contraceptive pills, pregnancy, and then maybe about pensions but there's this big gap in the middle that's called perimenopause and menopause and um it's never been discussed uh for many many years but i do feel that in the last couple of years the whole landscape has changed so this is a perfect time to keep that ball rolling and um just try and ensure that women have a space and place to help each other talk about it and get the support and information so from my perspective I'm now, I'll be 52 this year, and um, I was always a very active person, um, very passionate, enthusiastic, and dedicated. Um, I can be an academic and a creative, etc. So I always felt I was an all-rounder and I could switch from one thing to another and uh, multitask, which is a key word that we always hear related to women. But I would say a couple of years back, um, I was in a job that I was managing a particular part of a program that I was dealing with lots of different people and doing a lot of technical development stuff. But I was becoming more and more lost. I think that's the key word I can start with is just feeling lost. I was struggling to be motivated, I think was one of the key things. Bear in mind, I was always this enthusiastic person. So I was really feeling unmotivated that um, when we're having meetings, I found it really hard to focus and to concentrate. I couldn't remember conversations or things that I was tasked to do. And so my in, on a professional capacity, 
I really felt I was unraveling and becoming um, completely pointless and useless. Um, but then also, of course, from a, an emotional point of view, that was affecting my mental well-being. And I wasn't sleeping. I was anxious and anxiety wasn't thing I'd ever really struggled with before. And even simple things like remembering people's names. So from a, um, my professional capacity, I was recognizing my was falling apart. That's how I was describing it. And unfortunately, the environment I was working, even though I hoped and thought they would be more understanding, there was I felt even more so alone, under pressure and um, dismissed. And so I felt pretty much that I was having a breakdown. I thought I had dementia. And although I'd previously suffered with mental health, I literally felt suicidal. So I went to the GP and uh, explained some of these situations. And even though it was a female doctor younger than me, there was um, the basic understanding was, let's give you antidepressants. I started to take the antidepressants, went back for a follow-up appointment and explained that I didn't feel any better. And I used to joke about you know, having, um, getting my fan out and having a hot flesh. But I think when it got to the point where I was literally waking up in a bath of sweat more than once a night, then only then I started to click that could this be menopause? Because originally I thought I would have to be a grey-eared knitting nana on my rocking chair in my 80s, you know, and that's menopause. But nobody really understood that it could happen at an earlier age you were a working woman that I, you know, yes, I can knit, but that wasn't my, my forte. And um, that this is what happens. There is a whole host of symptoms, not just flushes is what everyone refers to. And so uh, when I did go back, after I'd had all of these other symptoms, I spoke to my GP and I said, I think I'm going through the menopause. And this was probably in my mid 40s. So I'm not really sure how many years before that it was creeping up, but that's when it became, you know, a complete storm, a perfect storm. It's really lovely of you to sort of share that experience because I'm sure there's loads of ladies listening who, um, if they've not gone through it, they're like, oh my God, is it going to be like that? Or if they have gone through it or are going through it, they're like, I can sort of relate to that. For me... As I've started to go through or get the, the beginning symptoms, I have really, really struggled with the thing you just mentioned, which is like this lack of motivation and this lack of concentration. Now, it definitely affects me in a working life and a, a home life. But when it comes to focusing on, on a hobby, on my dogs, on training, I really do sometimes feel like, do I even have the energy to do this? Now, it's not even a feeling I want to have as well. So that's the hardest thing. Like sometimes you start a hobby and you think, well, this isn't for me. And, and you're fine to let it go. But for me, my dogs are my, my life. I love them. So finding it difficult to motivate myself to go do something with them when I want to do that more than anything is almost crippling, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So what I would say, first and foremost is I've been there, I understand it. And I also would say it's not something you can control in a sort of um, magic way, and it's not something that you can cure. 
So this is a journey that every single woman will go through, whether they sail through it or whether they battle through it. Every woman will have a menopause. Some have it as a result of surgical interventions and they have early menopause. Others will go through it in the sort of natural manner. And I've got lots of women around me that have different experiences. So not every person will have every single um, symptoms and solutions. And I know that HRT is the word that's used. However, it's not just a medical intervention. It's it's um, uh, there is a chemical situation going on internally. So I guess everybody already knows about estrogen. Estrogen is the thing that women are. It's fluctuating in terms of the levels of estrogen in our physical systems that causes all of these different symptoms. HRT is predominantly estrogen, which helps to bring that level back up. Whereas it used to be, oh, I can't take that, or, you know, it causes breast cancer. I believe now they have exposed the way that the research was done, and therefore it was done on like 78-year-old women who had clearly gone way past it. It was completely inappropriate. It was a very, very small group of women in a very short space of time. So all of that historical negativity around being, you know, taking HRT or having some form of estrogen as a way of managing those symptoms that are debilitating and causing all sorts of other implications. That now hopefully has been put to bed. And also, there's not just one version of estrogen or not one version of HRT. And I currently use a patch. I've tried tablets before. They weren't working. I've tried different brands or strengths. You've got to find what works for you. So it is a, a trial and error um, as far as HRT are concerned. However, it's not just, as I mentioned, a medical way. There are things that you can do and change to help your own circumstance. So if I kind of like started from the head, because we all say concentration is the major, major thing that we suffer with most. Um, first and foremost, in terms of what else is missing alongside estrogen, the things that I would recommend is magnesium, calcium and vitamin D3 as three key vitamins. So with our bone structures, they deteriorate. I have literally broken my ankles three times over the last three years. Out of all my life, being a gymnast and, and a kickboxer and all sorts, I've only broken my ankles in these later years. And that's because bone density decreases. So you need your vitamin C. In terms of things like the sweats, sage. Sage is really good to help with that. And then in regards to your brain fog and anxiety or your sleeping patterns, which actually help, you know, because of the memory and brain fog, uh, magnesium is essential. So even though I take HRT, I also do these other things. So um, as far as, here we go now, the brain fog, right? <laughs> so I'm losing my train of thought. One of the things I always do now is openly say so. Hang on, I'm having a menopause moment. Uh, I've lost my track. Um, if, I, if they see me, I'm having a flush. I'm very vocal and open about it. And I feel that's incredibly important. But um, I also have freezing cold showers every morning. And I don't know if any of you have seen the Wim Hof stuff 
that's been on TV or you've read his book or podcasts, that having cold showers every morning helps with that motivation, the start to the day, the positivity. Um, so I would, I'm going to my first wild swim tomorrow as, uh, and you know, thinking, right, there's more to it than that. But also um, I drink lots of water. More so, I can do so more so now I'm at home. Whereas on when I was on the road in my job previously, I couldn't because you couldn't get to a toilet, certainly not round Wales, because there's no such thing as a motorway north to south of Wales. So um, it's definitely helped with flushing the system and keeping it in um, a healthy condition. So just from a nutrition and a lifestyle point of view, they might help to start with. I know for me, the things that I sort of, the little bits I'd heard about, like the insomnia and and these different things, I, I'd sort of been a little bit blasé. A, like you, I thought I was too young for any of this. But B, I also thought it's not going to happen to me. Um, My mum was really lucky. She didn't have any of this. And I suppose to a certain extent, I thought, I'm not going to have it. You know, my mum didn't. I'll be fine. The insomnia I find incredibly difficult because then you're tired through the day. But all these things then, when you're trying to train your dogs and you're trying to have the level head that maybe you would have had five months ago or five weeks ago or five years ago, you almost feel a little bit like your body is doing you a disservice, don't you? Yeah, and that's why I'm saying about there are things that um are causing some of those symptoms and that so yes you can't sleep and therefore you've got the brain fog and then you're tired and then you become anxious and then you're not motivated so there's a lot of um out- outcomes as a result of a lack of estrogen and other chemical changes in your system as far as i've been able to carry on as some form of normal because it will be a, a new kind of normal because it's a journey and it is uh, consistent. It's not curable. So you are going to have good days and bad days. So I think first and foremost, give yourself a break. Don't actually batter yourself if you're having a bad day or a bad five minutes even. I would say from um, my own realisation and admittance, do not take your electronics to bed. Number one, first and foremost, because we are very much can't sleep, I can't sleep. Oh, I'll just have a look at this now. Or I'll, I'll get me, it was Arrowwood, a book, surfing the net, you know, shopping on Amazon until stupid o'clock in the morning. Or even getting up and getting my laptop out and doing some work. Oh, I'm awake, I may as well do something. So there's lots of things um, I think I would do differently, and I am doing differently now, in that I know I was going to bed too late, and therefore I was even more tired in the morning that um, I shower before I go to bed because it kind of gives me that wind down. I have different apps, whether that's sleep music or um, podcasts of other sorts that are all about, you know, gratitude, um, reflections, uh, planning for happiness. I go to bed every night and I've got my five little, my five fingers on the hand has been great. So when I'm going out the door, keys, purse, glasses, phone, mask. They were the things going on. I maybe don't need the mask so much now, but I always, before, literally before I'm walking out the door, that's my reminder, use my hand. And then before I go to bed is 
Um, have I made someone smile today? Have I learned something today? Have I shared anything today? Have I challenged myself today? And therefore, was today a good day? And what can I take tomorrow? So, you know, from a going to bed with a positive mindset that helps you feel like I have appreciated today, no matter what. So if you have challenged in terms of what the hell was I doing with the dog today? Or have I learned something? Yeah, what my limits are maybe? Or it is about what works? So at the, I think at the bottom line is give yourself a break and it's okay and you will you know it's normal. I think that's the key thing. Rather than ridiculing or um, giving yourself some sort of negative abuse, it's normal. Give yourself a break. And it, what you said there about it being part of a journey, that's important for us to understand, isn't it? Because I think as women, we try to minimise the effects, the emotions, the, you know, some of the things that I've sort of had to deal with, out of nowhere, I'll get a huge sense of loneliness. Now, it won't last long. I don't even know where it's come from. I could have been chatting and happy, and then all of a sudden I'll have this huge rush of loneliness, and then I've got to let it pass. But whilst it's happening, part of me is saying, Joe, you, this is not appropriate. Get over it. You're a strong woman. You know, you're a businesswoman. Get through this. Stop feeling this. And all these sort of emotions that we try to minimise and say are disrupting our system to the detriment that we have to fight them, that's not very good for our mental health, is it? Absolutely. And that's why I was trying to say, you know, I was thinking there was something wrong with me and that it was my fault why things, you know, weren't going to the usual scenario and that fighting and getting angry and frustrated because I couldn't get to sleep. And therefore, my behavior or attitude and miserable um, impact it might have on friends and family as a result. So I do think that we do need to change the, the language and the dialogue on this and understand, accept and appreciate it is just part of the journey. And as I mentioned, about being quite vocal about it. So I have written workshops and workplace policies as a result of my experiences and research. And I feel that even down to my children, I have two daughters, I'm just about to be a grandmother, and also uh, a husband. And so for them to understand and appreciate that this is just something I'm going through, they are also experiencing and going through it because of, you know, maybe it be third party or even menopause. I'm sure there is, there is definitely an actual thing called andropause nowhere near as, as severe as ours but it does exist um and we might recognize it in our husbands and partners but to be vocal about it does take some of that stress away and also I had to leave my job a well-paid full-time professional role I'm now working part-time in a professional role and balancing my well-being my financial um, uh, responsibilities and my relationships. So whether that is with your dogs or with your family and your friends, talk about it, don't hide from it and um, do what's right for you. And when you're ready, you can make those new other choices. 
We talk about quite a lot in our group, what we call like balancing both ends of the lead, that the energy that we have passes to the dog. If we are calm and relaxed, they are calm and relaxed. You know, if we're quite anxious and quite tense, they they pick up on that very, very quickly. Animals do. What sort of things can we do where we are, if we're experiencing this sort of emotion out of nowhere and we're out training, what things can we do just to, to sort of calm and recenter ourselves? Um, well, it's it's not something new or specific to menopause, but um, there's a lot of breathing techniques. So I myself, if I'm out and about, and even when I'm in a beautiful environment surrounded by nature with my dogs walking on a sunny day, and then suddenly I'm feeling overwhelmed in some shape or form, um, I do the breathing first, which is the box breathing, they just call it. You breathe in for four, you hold for four, you breathe out for four and sim- and go round in a square in, in that format. Um, I also do five things I can see, five things I can smell, five things I can touch as a way of distraction from those feelings that you are going through at that point. And with our dogs, do you know what? I, ha- I hug and stroke my dogs as a way of that um, animal therapy. It's imperative. And for me, the reason I got my dogs was to be, I had to go out and walk them. But predominantly, it was for my mental well-being. You've got to walk your dog. You've got to train your dog. But the rewards you get back and the love that you get, I actually use them as part of my resources, if you like, and therapy. So if you are going through that stage where they're not listening to you, you're feeling like shit, the world's falling apart, do the breathing take that time out about distracting your thoughts onto something else and take a step hug your dog start again you're very accurate about how you know when you spend time just calmly uh, being with them it can definitely help your mood swings and you're definitely uh, right about it being a journey that your family's going on with you and Dogs are part of our family. They are actually going with it, through it with us. You know, if if we've got uh, bitches at home, we tend to go through their system. You know, their system is very different to ours. They have their seasons every six months. And it, it affects them in a massive way in some instances. Some dogs breeze through it. Other dogs, they literally, they won't work. They don't want to eat. A range of different emotions, which we tolerate and accommodate as loving uh, parts of their family we need to sort of have that same sort of kindness and uh, gentleness with ourselves don't we absolutely it's funny you should say that because I know with Rosie my um, bitch I know exactly when she's at, at, in those moods and at that time she's a different you know character altogether whereas normally she'll just kiss you to death you know plonk herself on you happy go lucky and um, you know uh, just a lovely character so yes you're right it affects them but also they are very sensitive and they know how you're feeling so don't berate yourself for it just recognize it like you would on for the dogs and what do you do what would what do you do for them when they're feeling like that remembering that you also need to do things for you too Fantastic. And just for anybody who sort of listened to this and they can sort of resonate with it and they're thinking, where can I go to find any resources? Is there anywhere that you would recommend people go and find out more information? Uh, There's a couple of places. First, um, as far as the 
medical aspects of things. Louise, Dr. Louise Newson, N-E-W-S-O-N. She's the sort of leading expert from a medical perspective. She's on a lot of the TV shows and she does podcasts with various other uh, professionals. So I would certainly um, search out for her and there'll be a lot of information there. Diane Danzebrink has set up Make Menopause Matter as a campaign uh, to try and make sure that from a legislative perspective, can't get my tongue out, um, that there is better workplace policies, knowledge, you know, and and, um, legal aspects to support women. There's um, apps. There's one in particular called Balance. That's one of Louise's as well. So you're able to track your symptoms and everything else so that when you went to look for uh, different interventions or support, when you go to your GP, you'll be able to have that as a journal um, and recognition of your own preparedness for what you're looking for help with. Um, I just wanted to remind about, when because there's been lots of talk about um, our HRT being uh, uh, out of stock, you know, and, and shortages. But one of the key hormones, in particular, when it comes to energy and that um, motivation and tiredness is testosterone. And of course, we don't necessarily relate that to women, but actually we all have it. Um, And that is a major impact of what's depleted alongside estrogen. So have a look at some research on that, which might help you recognize some of the changes that you're experiencing. But from so from a research, from medical, um, individual support and um, the legislative support, I would suggest have a look at those things to start with. And also, uh, you might be able to see on the TV, there's recently been a few different TV programmes with Davina McCall, which I think probably may have heard on Channel 4 about menopause, sex and the myths and the workplace. And there'll be a lot of similar experiences and stories that you'll hear there fantastic well that's an absolutely wonderful podcast and i'm sure so many people listening to it are thinking that's probably how they're feeling right now and how there is affecting their dog training right now so thank you very much for taking the time today to do this with us if people are like mandy i want to get hold of you i want to talk to you more how can they do that uh on facebook i'm mandy with an i Everson. Uh, I don't know whether, Joe, you're more than welcome to put my details on your site so people can get in touch. I've got lots of resources I'm happy to share um, on links and things like that that I've collected over the over the time in a directory. So obviously, I just wanted to give you a snapshot, really, of some solutions, understanding experiences and um, your rights, etc. But also, um, I am here. I'm more than happy And if you want to take your dogs out and you can help me with some of the training, that would be great fun too. (laughs) Fantastic. So that's another wonderful podcast for LWDG Poddog. I really do hope you enjoy it. Please let us know in the comments. Send us your information about what you felt about today's podcast and whether you can relate or reflect upon it. And we'll speak to you all next week. Thank you for listening to LWDG Poddog with me, Joe Parrott. Now we all know training a dog takes time, energy and patience, but our lives can be really, really busy. Don't worry, the LWDG has got you covered. 
Join us for our free planning workshop where we'll show you how to use short 10-minute training sessions each day to fast-forward your dog's education. Our experts have years of experience in training dogs and will help you get started on the right foot. Register now and start making progress with your furry friend today. Go to our Facebook page, The Ladies Working Dog Group, and click on the pinned post or visit www.thelwdg.com. Thank you.